We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey Chargers fans, do you have thoughts poking you in the back of your head about what Anthony Lynn did last game? If you have a question or hot take about the Chargers that you'd like to tell us, you can send it in through the new Guilty as Charged mailbag. To get your question in, leave us a review including the question on the Apple Podcasts page for the show. We'll be checking the reviews regularly and answering them ASAP. You could ask me to clarify my opinion on Josh McDaniels for the 20th time. Or ask Steven which Utah Ute player he wants to overdraft in the second round. Tyler can even write you a soliloquy about Young Wei Koo and how he represents the Asian community if asked nicely. If you don't have Apple Podcasts because you're a loser and your friends make fun of you for having an Android like me, no big deal. You can also email the show through guiltyascharged at gmail.com or participate in the monthly Patreon Q&A. Give us your hot takes. The world is your oyster. Bolt up! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Chargers Analytics Arjun. I am so excited to be here and to be able to produce content for you guys. Uh, and before I start the video, I want to give a huge thank you to Stephen, Alex, and Tyler for bringing me aboard and being able to produce um, episode for, episodes for you guys and to show you guys a new way of looking at football, uh, which is from like an analytical perspective. So again, thank you to those three, and I'm super excited to get to work. So now a quick disclaimer before, um, you know, I start my uh, episode, analytics itself on its own is not the best way to really evaluate, you know, a football team or a football player. There has to be some combination of, you know, analytics and film to truly uh, and properly evaluate a player. 
And so that is where I'm coming in. I'm trying to bring an analytical background into the into the podcast and to be able to help some of the guys out with giving some statistical breakdowns on players and teams and showing trends and patterns. But I mean, all three of the guys are great guys at breaking down film. And I know we just added Brad Kelly as well, who is an awesome guy at breaking down film. So make sure you're using a combination of both when you're trying to evaluate a player or a team. Now, with that being said, I'm super excited to get into our first topic today, which is going to be early down pass rate. So we're going to be looking at the early down pass rate for the Chargers in the 2020 season. Now, I chose this topic because I felt it is one of the most important topics going into the 2021 season, right? Early down pass rate directly relates to Justin Herbert. And we know Justin Herbert is going to be the focal point of this offense. So we need to put the ball in his hands as much as possible, and especially on early downs. So I'm going to share my screen real quick, and I'm going to take you guys through my thought process with this. So in this graph right here, we are looking at the early down pass rate for the 2020 season. So let me explain how this is calculated. So early down pass rate is looking at, you know, how many times a team passes the ball on first and second down. So this is calculated by taking the number of times a team drops back. So it can be any quarterback on the team. The amount of times they drop back on first and second down exclusively divided by the number of plays a team runs throughout a whole season on first and second down. So as you can see here, the Buffalo Bills are number one, the Steelers are number two, and the Texans are number three. So I'm going to zoom in for you guys to see this a little bit better. So as you can see right here, the Chargers sit right between the Bears and the Lions in early down pass rate in 2020. So they actually ranked 19th last year on early down pass rate. And ultimately, this is not a good number for the Chargers to be at. Now, again, we did have Anthony Lynn as our head coach. We had Shane Steichen as our offensive coordinator. We know Anthony Lynn believes in establishing the run. When you establish the run, you get the play action going, you can get passes going. But, you know, analytics have shown that you don't need to establish the run to be able to, you know, run play action effectively. So that thought process was already flawed. Now, again, this number is not where it needs to be. And if you look at, you know, the top five, you have Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Houston, Kansas City, and Seattle, right? I'm going to zoom in again. If you, you know, when we talk about the top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now, number one is Mahomes. Arguably, number two is Deshaun Watson when he's playing. Number three, you know, you could throw in Aaron Rodgers, but four and five are Josh Allen and Russell Wilson. So four of the top five teams in early down pass rate have a top five quarterback. They know that putting the ball in the best player on their offense's hands as much as possible directly leads to more success, right? There's also a reason for the top five teams in early down pass rate made the playoffs and Houston had a top 10 offense. They just couldn't supplant it with the top 10 defense, right? So that is a little bit of, you know, where the Chargers ranked in terms of pass frequency, pass rate last year. I also put a 5% to 95% win probability, um, so what this does is anytime a team has less than a 5% win probability or more than a 95% win probability, you know, they won't count these stats into this graph because, you know, either the team is blowing their opponent out or they're getting blown out like the Chargers were against the Patriots, like 45 to zero. So you might not see, you know, some of those stats count towards this graph, but, it, you know, it is a good way to measure how well a team is, like is in the game and like if the game is still competitive. So, 
Next thing I want to talk about is it's one thing to pass the ball a lot on early downs, but it's another thing to be effective. So we're going to be looking at early down rushing and passing efficiency for the 2020 season. So the statistic I'm going to use for this is EPA per play. EPA in the football world stands for expected points added. And we're going to be looking at it from an on from a per play basis because that's a better way to, you know, really uh, value efficiency. If you look at like total EPA, you know, you might see teams that have more plays run. They have a total higher total EPA. And when you look at per play, it's on a per play basis. It's a better way to really evaluate um, teams and its efficiency. So again, the Chargers ranked 19th in early down pass rate. But when we look at, you know, their EPA, when they pass the ball, they rank 10th. They rank 10th when they pass the ball on early downs and expected points added, right? That's pretty good. They have a top 10 passing offense on early downs. But when we run the ball on early downs, we rank 24. We add negative 0.134 points per play on early downs when we ran the ball uh, in 2020. That, that's horrible. I mean, that is not good. We had a way below rushing uh, attack last year. And again, rushing is not necessarily an indication of how good or how bad, you know, the Chargers running back room was. I mean, Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly, Justin Jackson, Kaelin Balaj, this does not directly correlate to them. It is more of the offensive line's fault, bad play calling that directly led to this ranking. So when you have a team that ranks 10th in passing the ball on early downs versus a team, you know, versus, you know, ranking 24th on rushing the ball on early downs, and you just, and you proceed to pass it at the 19th highest rate in the league, that needs to change. And that to me is going to be the biggest indicator of whether or not the Chargers will be truly able to compete next year. Now, if you see who's number one, it's Buffalo. Right, Josh Allen had an incredible third year, and there's a reason most, if not all, Chargers fans had Brian Dable as their number one guy. Brian Dable, he knows that passing the ball on early downs is more effective than uh, running the ball on early downs. There's a reason he passed it like 18 straight times to start the game against the Baltimore Ravens. He knows the analytics behind it. He knows that passing is more efficient than rushing. Now, I'm not saying we need to put Justin Herbert in, in that situation to start the game with 18 straight passes. But to me, for the Chargers to truly be effective next year, they have to be within this top 10. Let's look at, like, if we look at the conference champion, uh, con conference championship teams, you know, Buffalo is number one in early down pass rate. Chiefs are four. Bucks are ninth with, you know, 44-year-old Tom Brady. And the Packers ranked 14th, but they also have one of the best offensive lines in the league, and they can actually, you know, run the ball effectively, you know, more than the Chargers, right? And if we look at, like, the last place teams, Tennessee and Buffalo are there, uh, but Tennessee has, like, you know, a workhorse running back that can't be duplicated in the NFL. There is no other Derrick Henry, and there probably never will be ever again. Right. And Baltimore, you know, Lamar Jackson, you want to put the ball in his, his hands in open space. So those are not the best ways to look at it. But I'm, I'm going to point something out. You know, Tennessee ran the ball at the highest rate on early downs, but they also had the highest efficiency when throwing the ball. And that is why I believe Arthur Smith is going to be a great would be a great fit for the Chargers, because, you know, when he does pass the ball in early downs, he is pretty effective. But I hope that gave a little bit of an insight into the Chargers in 2020. 
but we don't have Anthony Lynn anymore. We don't have Shane Steichen anymore. We have Brandon Staley. And who's his offensive coordinator? Joe Lombardi. So the next four graphs I'm going to show you are going to take a look at Joe Lombardi's stints when he's with the Saints from um, uh, 2019 to 2020, 2016 to 2018, and his first stint with the Saints from 2009 to 2013. So pretty much the first Super Bowl to the time he left for Detroit. And the final graph I'm going to show you is his uh, early down pass rate when he was in Detroit as their offensive coordinator. Okay, so this is the graph for early down pass rate for the entire NFL from 2019 to 2020. Now, I'm showing you this graph because I want you to understand that it is not necessarily a great indicator of what Joel Lombardi is going to do. Last year and this year showed that Drew Brees was getting injured more often. He was showing signs of declining arm talent, right? He pretty much almost lost them these you know, the last two playoffs, he just couldn't throw the ball. And the Saints knew that. So they reduced his workload and they ranked near the middle of the pack in early down pass rate, right? So that is from 2019 to 2020. They ranked near the middle. And again, more of an indication that Drew Brees is declining. His arm strength is, you know, waning and he just isn't the same player that he once was. But when we look at 2016 to 2018, they do get a little bit closer to, you know, the top 10. And if you see uh, from 2016 to 2018, they actually ranked 11th in early down pass rate. Now, this graph right here is, um, it shows a year-to-year breakdown of where they ranked. So actually in 2016, they ranked in that top 10 in early down pass rate. In 2016, Drew Brees was still the gunslinger that we all know him as. He's going to throw for over 5,000 yards in one season. But in 2017, right, they had the rushing attack, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, same thing with, with 2018. They had that, you know, lightning and thunder combo of Ingram and Kamara. So they, they you know, toned back Breeze's workload a little bit to save him for the playoffs. But again, 2016 is a good indicator of where, you know, Joel Lombardi could be uh, with the Chargers. Now I'm going to go to his first stint with the Saints, which is right here. And this is why I'm high on Joe Lombardi going into the season and why I'm sticking with my belief that he will be a great offensive coordinator. From 2009 to 2013, Joe Lombardi was the quarterback's coach for the Saints. 2009, you know, that was coming off their first Super Bowl. And as you can see, in this five-year period, four-year period, they ranked first in early down pass rate. And again, this was the time where Drew Brees was slinging the ball at a very high rate, throwing for over 5,000 yards almost every single season, right? They ranked first in early down pass rate. This is a great sign for Chargers fans, in my opinion. And mind you, you know, Breeze was in the prime of his career. Justin Herbert is entering the prime of his career, and he has still so much room to grow. We saw flashes of him being a top five, top three quarterback last year, coupled with moments where he was looking lost and confused. When he played the Patriots, when he played the Dolphins, I mean, he was going against like two of the top defensive minds in the league, and he struggled. Right, but was Anthony Lynn or Shane Steichen a really good, you know, was he a, were they good coaches to him that helped him figure out defenses? You know, it's it's tough to tell. It really is. But I really believe in Brandon Staley. He was a quarterback. He has stated over and over he wants to show Justin Herbert, you know, the quarterback's view from a defensive perspective. He's gonna Staley is gonna teach Justin Herbert about disguises, and Staley is an innovator. So you're going to see a much different Justin Herbert next year, coupled, hopefully, 
with an aerial attack, especially on early downs. Because let's put it this way. Do we want Justin Herbert to be in third and seven, third and eight situations? No. Why, why would we want him to do that? We want him to get ahead of the sticks. We want to put him on, you know, at most maybe third and four situations, right? We pass the ball in early downs. It's much more efficient than running the ball, right? As seen by the, like, look at the graphs. Almost every single team has a higher drop back EPA versus rushing EPA. Why would we want Justin Herbert to run? Why would we want the Chargers to run the ball on early downs when they can pass it at a higher rate and be more efficient with it, get ahead of the sticks, potentially convert first downs on second down or even first down, right? That is, that is ultimately where Anthony Lynn failed. He put too much on Justin Herbert's plate, especially on third down. That is why you hear PFF talk about, you know, Justin Herbert isn't going to regress. He was so good on third downs that, you know, that is not sustainable, but that is not on him. That is more of an indication of the coaching staff. So again, in Joel Lombardi's first stint as a QB coach for the Saints, the Saints ranked first in early down pass rate, which is a great sign. Now, again, why do people hate on Joe Lombardi? Well, they look at his uh, work when he was the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. But even when he was the OC for the Detroit Lions, the Lions ranked fourth in early down pass rate. In the two years he was the offensive coordinator for them, they ranked fourth in early down pass rate. And this is, mind you, when Matthew Stafford is entering his prime five to six years in the league, they put him in situations to succeed, ranking fourth in early down pass rate. Now, what, like, what else can we say? Joe Lombardi, even when he was put in a role, he was calling the plays, he ranked fourth. And that, to me, is the best indication that we're going to see a much more energetic Chargers offense. We're going to see a potentially a top five offense next year if they stay healthy, if that offensive line stays healthy, right? And we see the, in the graph, they actually increased their early down pass rate from Joel Lombardi's first year to Joel Lombardi's second year. Now, I will admit, you know, I watched a little bit of the Lions film from 2014 and 2015. A lot of the play calls by Joel Lombardi were screens. They were bubble screens, short passes. But he has stated that he has learned from that experience, that he's not going to try to force the Saints offense onto the Chargers, right? Matthew Stafford and Justin Herbert are very similar, big arms. But Justin Herbert does have a little bit more mobility. So that opens up the playbook more for Lombardi to call more plays and to call more schemed, schemed routes um, for some of the receivers like Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So... With that being said, to summarize everything we've gone through, you know, the Saints the past five years have still ranked in the top half of uh, early down pass rate. But when we looked at, you know, the first stint, first stint for Joe Lombardi as quarterback's coach, they ranked first. When he was offensive coordinator, they ranked fourth, right? So just expect to see a little bit, a little bit more passing on early downs from the Chargers. And hopefully this leads to more offensive success overall for the Chargers going into the 2021 season. Now, with that being said, uh, that actually takes us to the end of today's video. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, this is a topic that's really important for me and something I'm really passionate about because this will lead to more offensive success for Justin Herbert and for the entire Chargers team in general. And believe me, when we get Justin Herbert the ball more on early downs and put him in positions to succeed, we will see more signs of success and hopefully less blown leads in the future. Make sure to comment any specific topics or trends you want me to talk about. I'd love to get into some of these uh, fan-related ideas in the future. And uh, with that being said, as always, 
Bolts up. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.